to Novel Finds, the podcast where we talk about your favorite books, our favorite books, and everything in between. Hey, it's me, Maggie. And me, Julia. And we are coming at you with an episode together. I know you missed us, but we Uh, are united. I missed us. I missed us too. It's been weeks, actually. I know. It's been quite a... I mean, I love these author chats, but also I I miss having just like us talking about books. Me too. I miss my girl. Um, So Mm -hmm. we are here and we are talking about A Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. What? Um, What? (laughs) Ooh, the enthusiasm (laughs) that exuded (laughs) from Julia was insane. Uh, Julia, are you excited to talk about Song of Achilles? Uh, To be honest, I actually read it a few weeks ago and I really liked it, but I don't. I'm hoping this conversation brings back more about it because I've read so many books in in between recording this and reading it. So that's fair. It was really good. It was good. Nice. Well, um, let me hit you up with a little summary I like to call the back of the book. (laughs) Mythology. If you know the story of Patroclus and Achilles, you Mm -hmm. know the song of Achilles. Mm -hmm. Um, But in case you don't, I will read the back of the book to you. Also, I'll be totally honest. I don't know how to pronounce everyone's name. I can help you with that. Thank you. Achilles, the best of all the Greeks, son of the cruel sea goddess Thetis and the legendary king Peleus. Yep. Thank you. Is strong, swift, and beautiful, irresistible to all who meet him. Patroclus is an awkward young prince exiled from his homeland after an act of shocking violence. Brought together by chance, they forge an inseparable bond despite risking the god's wrath. They are trained by the centaur Chiron in the arts of war and medicine. But when word comes that Helen of Sparta has been kidnapped, all the heroes of Greece are called upon to lay siege to Troy in her name. Seduced by the promise of a glorious destiny, Achilles joins their cause and torn between love and fear for his friend, Patroclus follows. Little do they know that the cruel fates will test them both as never before and demand a terrible sacrifice. (laughs) What will the sacrifice be? Oh, God, I don't know. I I don't know. I've never heard of this myth before in my life, so I have no no idea. (laughs) Sorry, that was really sarcastic. I've never watched Brad Pitt's Troy ever. Ever. Come on, Matilda. She's just staring at me. She's joining me now. Come here. Maggie, that was really sarcastic. I know. She's upset with me. I know. <laughs> the book is really well-renowned. I just didn't it, love it. It's a other people. very good book. I mean, I was imagining that I would be torn apart by this book. Me too. And I was not. Everyone on the internet is like sobbing while they're reading this book. Mm-hmm. And they're so moved. And I did not feel that way. But we'll talk about that more as we continue. Yeah. Uh, you want some fun facts? Please, yes. Okay, so um, for those of you that think you will never get your book written and published, here's a fun fact for you. <laughs> uh, it took Madeline Miller, Madeline, Mad- Madeline. I think it's Madeline. Okay, it took Madeline Miller ten years to write the Song of Achilles, including completely trashing one, like the first draft of it. Like she started over. She got to a certain point, was like, nope, and got rid of it and started from scratch. Um, So hopefully that convinces you to continue writing, even if it's taking forever. Yeah. She also teaches 
Latin and ancient Greek, which I thought was really cool and very. makes sense. And then the third one is very fun because I was trying to come up with a third one. I was like, well, let me just look at her Instagram and see what she's got there. It is covered in pictures of cats. Like I can't, I can't tell how many cats she has versus how many her mom has because she does have pictures of her mom's cat on there. But there are at least three or four different cats all over her Instagram. And I was living for it. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. <laughs> Julie is just over there vibing with the cats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love a good cat pic. I know it. It's a sign of a good a good person if their if their social media is covered with pets, I think. I think so. I mean, mine isn't, but that's because all of my pets have died. So Yeah, that's because you don't have any. Yeah. Right now. If you had some, it would be. One hundred percent. I would be putting the cat in every book picture that I had. Exactly. You know, my only social media is my dogs. I don't even have a personal one. It's just Matilda, queen of us all. This is true. And sometimes when I send reels to Matilda's account, it, she respond, responds arf arf. So I like to keep it in in the correct tone with what she would say. <laughs> Trying to get into her mind, you know, yeah. being Matilda. Do you show the reels to Matilda? Sometimes, Yeah. <laughs> She's like, look, this is what Julia sent you. She typically <laughs> sighs and looks away. <laughs> that so seems exactly. accurate. That's that's one hundred percent our relationship right there. So it's I mean, don't take it personal. It's her relationship with everybody. I don't take it personally. I think that she's the most funny diva of a dog. She is. She is. Mm -hmm. Well, Julia. Uh, will you tell me, how did you come across this book? Uh, uh, I think just through Instagram going crazy for it. I don't know. I, I, I know I picked it up a while ago. It's been on my TBR for a while. I don't know how long. I'm sure someone suggested it and I've just seen it on yeah. Instagram. Was there a way that you came across it? Um, way back in the quarantine times, I did a book club and we read Cersei together. Mm. Um, and like an online book club thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming I heard about Song of Achilles from that, from reading. Probably. Yeah, I would, I would assume that. Um, that's the only point of contact I even can sort of relate to, other than by just the internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's a boring answer, but I, I guess, I mean, we are, my Instagram is covered in books, books nowadays. There are friends photos and then it's just all books. Yeah. What can you do? I don't dislike it, so me neither. Yeah. Um. So, Julia. Yeah. What genre? Sorry, there was a long pause there. I <laughs> forgot words and how to read. Uh, what okay. genre would you say this book is? Well, I mean, is there a genre for mythic retellings? Is that a genre? Is that a subgenre? Or is that just like a statement? Is that a vibe more than a genre? Gosh. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's fiction, but outside fiction, of that. I guess it would just be a mythic retelling. Yeah. I thought that sort of sets the tone. Yeah. I'm sure there's other things that it falls under, but like those are my two because I always try to, I try to remember what, what is speculative fiction? Speculative fiction is the fiction that's, it's a genre of mystery. It has to like depart from reality. Mm. Like, Yeah. I'm really struggling to think of an example. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to throw you under the bus for that. I was just, I've seen like 
uh, job postings where they ask, what's your favorite book in speculative fiction? I was like, I don't know. What is speculative fiction? Hmm. Okay. I think, okay, okay, okay. Speculative fiction. I looked up some examples so that I have some now for you. Amazing. Okay. So it is a lot of science fiction and fantasy, but ones that like question reality and existence. So like Clara and the Sun, Sea of Tranquility, Handmaid's Tale. Oh, okay. Okay. Figured it out. We did it, you guys. We got it. We got there. You did it. I didn't do anything. I just asked the question. Well, I Googled. Gotta love Google. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So, Um, oh, sorry. I was just gonna keep going with the the next question. Yeah, no, please hit me up. All right. After reading Song of Achilles, what did you like most about it? And did anything surprise you? I really, really love Madeline Miller's writing, like overall writing style. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really nice way to also do mythic retellings. It's not incredibly emotional. It's not even incredibly descriptive, but Mm -hmm. you sort of are just enjoying the rhythm of the story. And it's really good pacing for stories that last you know, decades, Mm -hmm. Um, I would say, and I don't want to be a hater, but the biggest thing that surprised me is that I didn't feel very moved by the end of this. I mean, do you think it's because you know what happens to Achilles, to Patroclus and Achilles? I think it might have partially been that, but I can't even say that for sure, because I cry when rereading the same books sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just that for me, Patroclus was so whiny and just like a bit of a wet blanket. I was so happy when he finally did something in this whole book. (laughs) And yes, that something got him, spoiler alert, not really, this myth has existed for thousands of years, uh, killed. He died. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the only action he really took. Everything else happened to him by accident or other people made decisions for him. And it was the one time where he was like, I'm going to do this. We need to get a move on in our lives. Mm-hmm. And he made a choice for Achilles and he made a choice for himself and to move the army and the war forward. And it was the only thing he did. And I was so proud of him. I was like, thank goodness mm-hmm. you have just complained about your life this entire book. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I really liked because this book does span decades, how Madeline um, moved time forward. Like she really didn't take that much time to say it was like it was one week of this and then one month and then it two years. And then suddenly you're two years ahead. She only takes like a sentence or two to move us another decade, uh, which I thought was a great way. Like, what a great transition. I liked it a lot. But what really surprised me, actually, was I kept waiting for Achilles to be dunked in the river sticks. <laughs> for, him, for him to be impenetrable. <laughs> it never happened. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay. And then I was like looking it up later and I read like her interview at the end or whatever. And she's like, I mean, older myths, he's just that good of a fighter where like he he isn't impenetrable. He's just very fast and like very good at what he does. Um, But like the one that I knew was like Thetis dunks him in holding his holding him by the ankle, which is why we have the Achilles heel 
reference because like in that in that part of the myth like the only reason he dies is because Paris somehow manages to shoot an arrow into the one like spot on his body that can be hit and then he dies um and that just it didn't happen i'm like oh okay all right so that kind of surprised me actually yeah that's fair that's fair um i didn't even think about that i guess i just assumed that she was doing something else that she knew about because i knew that she was really knowledgeable um yeah like, and she was a, a really annoying character Thetis? I, yeah i did not like Thetis. me neither i she felt like her she had one personality trait mm-hmm. and that was disdain yeah it was disdain upon everybody and that wasn't her son yeah yeah and i get it you love your kid but you also have a lot of power so maybe we could use that for the greater good i don't right. know <laughs> right maybe we like stop using our power to tear down achilles friend like obviously the one person that achilles really cares about right maybe we like, could support them and right. then the world might be a little bit easier <laughs> but no can't do no. that oh my gosh so what do you think with all of these really wonderful characters to live around would you want to live in this world no <laughs> what why not um i mean as interested as i am in ancient greece and like the time period and like gods and goddesses uh i don't think i would want to live in the time of the trojan war i think i'd pick you know a different time maybe the time before that when everyone had come to like the peaceful pact yeah because they talk about that yeah they Um, do they talk about that but Um, no not really i don't want to live after because then we meet like achilles son and he was a complete asshole and i was like jesus why yeah he was terrible he was so rude and yeah. homophobic. Yeah, he was. Um, I also I didn't think he was a great. I mean, obviously, yes, I get why he's there, but didn't think he was a great addition to the story. He just kind of left this really. Well, that's how the, the myth goes, though. I know, but it just left. I know things. It's not exactly how the book ends, but it all happens so close to the ending. It just left such a bad taste in my mouth. I did mm-hmm. not like him. Yeah, I did really like Odysseus, though. I loved Odysseus and I loved um, the woman. Um, what is her name? Briseis. Uh, Briseis. I loved her. She was definitely my favorite character, hands down. She had so much gumption and she could always just sense what was the right thing to do. And I, I really loved her character. She was cool. I did. I liked her friendship with Patroclus too. Me too. Like, yeah. Yeah, what they end up doing, like, in their part of camp, just, like, kind of saving all of the women and then letting them just kind of relax. Like, they don't they don't have to worry about being war prizes or the bedfellows or any of that fun stuff. They just can do what they want. Yeah, which was, I thought, really, really great because, yeah, so during the war times... People would take mm-hmm. women to be their prizes. But Achilles, because he was so well regarded, often got first pick. And Patroclus got him to take all of the women so that they could protect them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just thought it was a good, a really like heartfelt addition to the story. And I love the relationship that Patroclus has with all of these women and sort of mm-hmm. teaching them how to be healers and how to take care of themselves. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you live in this world? Ew, no. 
<laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> if I'm going to live in a period drama, I don't want to live in one where everyone is doomed to die horribly. Mm, you no, know? fair. It doesn't seem fun to me. It's a pretty sexist world. Yes. And I I didn't even enjoy reading about some of these men. I wouldn't want to live around them. So, yeah, fair. Plus, the older I get, the more I just want to be able to, like, take a hot bath. <laughs> it's know? the little things, you know. The little things in life. You know, where was their coffee? Where is their bathtub? Uh-huh. Nowhere where on the battlefield. Their, like, running plumbing. Where is... Yeah. Exactly. I'm not asking for a lot. I'm only asking for a little, but it's just things that they didn't have in the Song of Achilles. <laughs> this is fair. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Where does where would you say Song of Achilles lands on the spice meter? We haven't done a spice meter in a while. We haven't done a spice meter in a while. I wouldn't, unless I'm completely misremembering, I wouldn't say it's very spicy. It's not um, there. There are some bits, uh, yeah. but it's it's more romantic than it is spicy. I would say it's very romantic and it's very you know it's sweet and yeah. It's kind of closed door without being closed door. You know, like you you get the romance, you get the euphemisms, but you don't actually have very crass language about it. No, you don't really read any sort of mm-hmm. sexy scenes or anything. Everything mm-hmm. is hinted at, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I would rate it because it is very romantic. Maybe like three heart emojis. What spice would you attribute to it? Maybe like herbs du Provence. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> Why do you even put that on? I don't know, like salmon. <laughs> I don't know. It just felt like, you know, if you're going out for a romantic dinner and you're getting mm-hmm. something fancy to eat, herbs du Provence might be there. <laughs> and maybe... Later on, after your fancy meal, you might have a closed door situation happening to you, but we don't uh-huh. know because we're fancy with our herbs de Provence. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? How would you rate it on the spice meter? Um, I think I would give it a sprinkling of a specific type of salt called magic unicorn salt. Oh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't have that kind of salt here in the UK. Oh my God. Okay. So obviously I'm going to have to get some and bring it with me. Um, it's very good. It is, it's like Himalayan salt with paprika and I think cucumber seeds and, um, or no, it's like celery. I don't. It doesn't matter. Um, but it's really good on chicken. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. yeah, like if you sprinkle it on chicken before making it, um, which I imagine would probably be good on tofu too. It's really just good in everything. <laughs> but it, it it can be overpowering if you use too much. But I don't think they did too much here. It just added like a nice little little flavor. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Salt. Ooh la la. It is the best. <laughs> I believe you. Thank you. What, how do you feel about this book specifically from an LGBTQ plus standpoint? It is one of those books that gets a lot of praise for mm-hmm. its relationship between Achilles and Patroclus. I think it just showed a semi-healthy relationship between two lovely men. Yeah. And I thought it was one of the things I really liked about Odysseus was that he 
commented on it at one point because they kept it secret. Like they kept yeah. their relationship secret. And I think does it, Odysseus either picks up on it or he like sees them kiss at some point. And like they get very defensive and Odysseus is just like, hey, I mean, young boys, I'll try it. Like it's it's cool with me. I'm just surprised that you're still going because you're not really yeah. that young anymore. <laughs> and, and they're like, huh. And they just kind of like laugh it off a little bit. And then it's never like brought up again. Yeah, so. I think um, I think the book does a really good job of making the relationship incredibly romantic. Mm-hmm. Because I think for me, I've read quite a few sort of like literary fiction pieces or romantic comedies, but I haven't read just like a straight romance, mm-hmm. um, especially with like two gay men as the protagonists. So I thought I thought that that was great. And the representation is really lovely. And it's something that gets a lot of praise. As a woman who is not a gay man, I don't know if it's necessarily my place to say like, they did a great job or they did a terrible job, but she gets a lot of praise for it. So I think that yeah. uh, people know what they're talking about. So I think so. I think by the end, doesn't isn't Patroclus? He's closer to bisexual than he is to gay because he. I, I mean, he has that interesting relationship with Briseis. Obviously, he's very like in love with Achilles, and nothing is going to happen. But I feel like he does have that inner monologue at some point that's just like, well, if Achilles wasn't around, I probably would continue my life with Briseis. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I have no idea. I assume that that was in like a friendship platonic way. Like maybe, yeah. Being with her, but no, but you're probably right. And I might have misread that. I mean, that's kind of the point of reading though. You take out things that you see, people see things differently. So true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think, I think it does an all right job. Yeah. I would agree. I would definitely agree with you. Mm -hmm. So Julia, would you say that there is a main antagonist in this book? I mean, I feel like the most antagonism that happens in this book comes from Thetis. Um, yeah. And then it it switches over to Agamemnon. And and he, I don't like him. I didn't like Ab- Agamemnon, like, That's at all. He was fair. really hard to, he's not a likable character. But I mean, I think that was kind of the point. It was definitely the point, yeah. And it was also, it was the point for a number of reasons. One, to sort of, showcase Achilles being a better man in the beginning mm-hmm. of the war, but then also mm-hmm. to show Achilles becoming a bit like Agamemnon towards the end. Sort of that was that was really hard too. Like I did not like that turning point. Nope, me neither. <laughs> uh but yeah, no, it was just he he was very abrasive. And it was I mean, obviously he was the head of the war of their side of it. So like he is supposed to have like the power, but also he kind of like stepped up not kind of, he stepped on others all the time and he didn't take outside like even from his council, he didn't really take any criticisms or like conversations that might not have to do with his own plans and it's just as as a leader you shouldn't be doing that like no, you definitely be not open to possibilities from other people yeah, like, yeah. absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but his his power struggle with achilles throughout the whole thing i found it interesting but i also was just kind of i don't uh, i found it interesting and that was about it it was definitely a very interesting plot point i felt like yeah. at times it got a little bit long because i could kind of already see what was going to happen but 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was very intriguing. I felt like, um, and I feel like this is the case for a lot of myths in general. There's a lot of different villains throughout the story, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to sort of one main villain. I think a lot, like I think for this story, the main villain is definitely like the existence of pride. Um, yeah. But then you have Thetis, and then you have Agamemnon. But then sort of the also like the looming villain by the time you get like 50% through the book is Hector because mm-hmm. his presence threatens Achilles life. Right. But it's more like kind of the, the prophecy is more of the antagonist because we don't actually see Hector until much later. Right. Well, he sees him a lot during the battles. Because mm, they they just never fight on. each other. Yeah, where they're like, why you see him all the time? Like, why won't you just kill him? Mm -hmm. Yeah, hard to say. Self-fulfilling prophecies, though. Prophecy is so interesting um, because... Well, there was something that I was watching recently where it was like, the self, if you see the prophecy beforehand, it probably will become a self-fulfilling prophecy because you're expecting this to happen. Whereas if you just ignore it and continue on with your life, then you aren't putting the power into the prophecy. Um, yeah, which I, found, I found it really interesting. I found that to be a really cool point. I think prophecies generally are just a really interesting like thing in mm-hmm, existence. Mm-hmm. You know how they can totally affect someone's life just in any book or in film. I'm always fascinated by it. Well, that and it's it takes away the idea of there being like personal choice, like you're always fated to do this. But what if it was like, here's the prophecy. It is like the end game of the prophecy. You don't know how you get there. And so you do have tons of choices to get to it. And maybe it doesn't happen because you made a different choice than you did when the prophecy was made. Um, Like that's actually kind of how tarot cards work is like they will give you the answer as you are right now. Mm -hmm. But as like you grow and change, if you ask that question again, you might get a different answer because you're you have done different things. Whereas like if you'd stayed on the same path that you were currently on originally, then you'd probably have the same answer, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just I just find that sort of thing kind of fascinating. It's so interesting. It's so interesting. Mm-hmm. So do you know, um, is Song of Achilles a movie or show? It is not. But do you want to hear some fun facts? Yeah. It will potentially be a miniseries. Really? Um, the BBC has optioned the rights for Song of Achilles. Really? Oh, that's cool. I like so that. We will see. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a thing recently that, uh, not recently, it's kind of an older article, but when I was looking up this answer, um, Cersei is in the bowels of HBO. Really? As, as also a mini series. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I have not read it. Um, would these books, do you think, work as mini series? I think Song of Achilles probably would. Do you think yeah, Cersei I would? would? Say, I would say both, just because of the way, I, I mean, it's sort of like what I said about the villains, because these mythic tellings are basically like a ton of short episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very episodic. They do one thing and once they accomplish it they move on to the next thing and when Mm -hmm. they accomplish that they move on to the next thing as opposed to it being sort of a whole um like one villain one big story Mm -hmm. it's very like tiny little adventures on your journey so i think then add up yeah question 
in Cersei, does she actually turn people into guinea pigs or into pigs? Are they are they pigs or are they guinea pigs? I God, I don't remember. I read that in 2020. Oh God. Uh I think in, per- in Percy Jackson, I think they get turned into guinea pigs. Um, that's amazing. I know. It's so funny. Interesting. I don't think hmm. I can't quite tell on my Google search. Google is mm-hmm. confused by my question. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> I feel terrible. I read that so long ago and I was like reading it really fast the day of because I was like, oh no, book club. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> So it's all in your short-term memory. You had to remember it for book club, but now you don't have to. Now I don't remember. <laughs> and it's three years later, so it's it's gone. It's all gone. It's left me. Yeah. Hmm. Well, do you have any casting thoughts for like a show? Okay. So I recently watched, I finished Shadow and Bone. I think the actor that plays Nikolai would be either a good Achilles or Patroclus, depending on who was the other one. Yeah. I think he would, I think he'd be great. I personally, I think I see him as more of an Achilles. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is blonde. Yeah. But it's also just like, he's got such a swagger about him. But then there are those moments where he's like really sweet. And so I was like, well, maybe it could be Patroclus. But then you could think of like, if the, if Wyland was Patroclus. Oh my God. That would be so cute. Ah, That would be so cute. That'd be be too cute. I don't know that I would put those two together, though. No, I honestly don't know. I think the guy who plays Nikolai is great for Achilles. I couldn't think mm-hmm. of anybody. Um, I was thinking <laughs> genuinely like Timothy Chalamet as Patroclus. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. I didn't actually have anyone for Patroclus. I was I was too focused on <laughs> Achilles to figure it out. <laughs> Fair. Fair. But yeah, the Timothy Chalamet vibe is is one i think if we're throwing out odysseus even though he wasn't like originally on the list um logan lerman i just want to see him in tons of mythic retellings let's just bring him back where is that guy i need him to be in the percy jackson series at some point he needs to be there please i agree with you i think it's crazy that he wasn't cast as um poseidon poseidon thank you yeah it was right there I know. Everyone was volleying for it. Everyone wanted it. We just wanted it too much, I guess. It wasn't in the cards. It's it's rude. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Mm. Who would you... Do you have anyone in mind for Briseis? Like, my first instinct was sort of like a Haley Steinfeld vibe. Mm -hmm. Just because I think she does, like, really well in period pieces. She does. And she's got like warmth and attitude, mm-hmm. which I think is good for the character. I'm not set on her specifically, but I couldn't think of anyone else with the same, with like that energy that I'm looking mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Haley Steinfeld and, um, shoot, I just had her name. Florence Pugh have very similar vibes, I feel like. Absolutely. Yeah, they definitely do. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't make Florence Pugh. Briseis, but it's just the the vibe is there. Yeah, no, the vibe is definitely there. Mm-hmm. But I can't um, figure out who I would like actually want in that part. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think maybe Tilda Swinton as Thetis could be funny. Okay, that's perfect though, because <laughs> she's tall and thin and imposing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's perfect casting. <laughs> um. Yeah. Who else? I don't know. Hector could be Jason Momoa. Yeah, why not? 
right? Let's just throw him in there. He he does period pieces. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Is Game of Thrones a period piece? It's not not a period piece. Yeah. <laughs> fantasy, but... <laughs> there was also, like, a, a fantasy, sort of. Yeah, but then Jason Momoa could also, I think, do a pretty solid Odysseus. He would be really good as Odysseus, actually. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Yeah. Okay, so then where do we put Logan Lerman? Logan Lerman can be... Paris. Ron. Who? Chiron. <laughs> Come on, don't you want to see him as a centaur? Um, I didn't, but now I do. <laughs> so it's just what we have to do. Yeah, so we've just we'll we've got the movie cast. You're welcome, BBC. <laughs> Let us know if you want any more help. Give us a ring if you need anything else. Yep. Send us a little DM on yeah. on our Instagram. We look forward to getting our commission <laughs> for our brilliant ideas. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um well, Julia, yeah. Do you have any book recommendations for people looking for something after Song of Achilles? I do. I have 3. Um Ooh, okay. They all have to do with mythology to a point. Um okay. my first one is actually a YA. It was written in 2007, and it's very lyrical. Um, It's called Song of the Sparrow, and it's by Lisa Ann Sandell. And I think that one, because of – I'm pretty sure it's all in verse, but I'm not entirely sure. I just remember, like, it's written out like a long poem, and that had a similar vibe to how I felt Song of Achilles did Mm, in in that it was fiction – it kind of took itself seriously. There wasn't, it was just, it's Arthurian legend of someone that I don't, the lady of Shiloh, I think. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, nice. yeah, that's I, the first one that I think is the vibe that's closest okay. to Song of Achilles. Nice. I, I've not even heard of that one. Yeah. I don't even know why. I mean, I'm just, I was very into Arthurian legend for a, brief period not brief it's a pretty consistent period of time um <laughs> and that was one of them that kick-started it along with watching bbc's merlin um but my next one is a book that is coming out soon okay um called threads that bind it's Ooh. yeah it's by kika hatsapulu I think that's how you say her last name, but I'm interviewing her um, and will confirm how to say her last name in that interview. (laughs) Um, But she is Greek and wrote this book, Threads That Bind. It is like a YA mystery sort of thing. And it has to do with like descendants of sibling gods. So you don't really see Zeus or Hermes or Poseidon or any of these gods, but you do see like the muses and um, like the dream gods like Morpheus and his siblings and kind of descendants of these these gods and how they do it um, in like this kind of dystopian thug world. Okay. 
It's it's I, I'm not doing a very good job at talking about it, but it's very good. The threads are there's these three sisters that have the fates. They're like descendants of the fates. And so they have these powers. Anyone that has a, a god like descendant has their power. Okay. And nice. they like work together. And so it's kind of one of those, well, there's people that don't have that. And then there's people that do. And so there's that class war on top of there's like a mystery going on. And it's oh it's God. so good. It's so good. I loved it. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I've heard insanely good things about it. It is very good. And I was able to figure out the mystery. And I'm very proud of myself for that, like the answer to the mystery. So nice. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I am really notoriously bad at that, but I got it. And so I was you very did excited. It. I did yes. it. Um, and finally, Percy Jackson. I don't know. I, just, I don't know. <laughs> Percy Jackson. Um, well, I think the Heroes of Olympus ones, so not like the first Percy Jackson series, but the second one where they then started bringing in um, the Latin camp as well. I think that one has a closer vibe to Song of Achilles. Nice. But Percy Jackson, if you want Greek mythology, go there. Absolutely. Percy Jackson all the way. Yeah. What do you have? Um, well, I would say Circe, also by mm -hmm. Madeline Miller, mm -hmm. and Ariadne by Jennifer Saint. Oh. Um, those would be my top two uh, okay. recommendations, absolutely. If, especially if you're looking for sort of the same tone that Madeline Miller has, the Jennifer mm -hmm. Saint is definitely like a really good call. I personally haven't read anything by her, but I hear if you're looking for historical fiction mythology, uh, Pat Barker is the way to go. Okay. So that's just my my fact to the world is I hear Pat Barker is amazing. <laughs> And hers are very like feminist takes on oh, everything. I think that. Yeah, which I like. Yeah, I'll have to look her up. Give her a little peek. Let me know what you think. Mm hmm. Well, well oh, yeah. Oh gosh. Oh, Julia. <laughs> um, I guess we are. We're winding down. We're coming we to the are. end of this episode. Don't panic, you guys. We have another episode this month with me and Julia talking about a fun little rom-com. We're really excited to chat about it with uh, all of you. Mm -hmm. And with that, we heckin' did it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, share us with your other bookish friends and family members. And if you're listening with Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review the show. We are off to record our next mini-sode for our Patreon. If you are interested in more from us check out our patreon and we have tons of episodes just about what we're reading and other questions and answers it's it's a fun time check out our patreon <laughs> and be sure to follow us on instagram at novel finds podcast thank you so much for being a novel friend we'll see y'all next week bye